Welcome to the Hot Mama Movement, a podcast for moms who want to get their shit together with health, relationships, finances, work, and anything else life throws at them. For moms who like to have fun, want to know they're not alone, want to be better, want to do better, and want to grow as a person, not just as a mom. I'm your host, Tatiana Amico, mom of two, a certified health coach and successful entrepreneur. I've worked with hundreds of moms and helped them realize the importance of taking care of themselves, realize their worth and their desires. If you're ready to stop feeling stuck and want to start living a more confident, fulfilling, energy-filled life with your kids, this is for you. Let's do this. Hey, welcome to episode number 10 of the Hot Mama Movement. And before we get started, I just want to remind you of my program, The Hot Life. You could check everything out at hotlifetribe.com, see everything that you get. And I want to remind you that summer is, it's here, right? And maybe you haven't gotten to where you wanted to be. Maybe you had certain goals before the summer came. But that doesn't mean that if you haven't hit them that you have to completely give up. You could still go. This isn't about perfection either. That is something that I hear a lot from women is they feel that they need to be perfect and because there's all kinds of parties and everything going on that, oh my gosh, they can't take on something and start taking control of your health and that could be the furthest thing from the truth. And why not do this with a group of other women that are going for it as well? This isn't just about, you know, following a plan to the T, which you could totally do, but to actually learn how to start feeding your body right, making a decision that you are deserving of this and how important it is and what it's going to do for you. And, you know, what will that do for you? What will making a decision to learn how to fuel your body and and doing that at least like 80% of the time, right? Again, it doesn't have to be 100%. And learning to break through certain beliefs and mindset things that are going on and being surrounded by a group of amazing women and, of course, having a pretty kick-ass coach behind you, helping you out, guiding you and all that fun stuff. Imagine what it would be like to actually be walking past a mirror, seeing your reflection and saying, damn, and looking at it and wanting to take a selfie. And the reason I'm saying that is because I saw two ladies in our VIP community do that. And it just brought so much joy to me because they were women that once would turn away from looking at themselves. And I used to be that woman as well. And I would love for all women to be walking by, seeing themselves and saying, hot damn, and wanting to take a selfie. So that's important, but so is learning how to fuel your body and treat your body the way it deserves to. So again, go ahead and check out hotlifetribe.com. Again, you're going to get everything that you need to really make a lifestyle change. Get healthy, get happy, get freaking hot. Yeah, create that lifestyle change because that's what's really important. Before we get started, I just wanted to give some information about Sarah. So Sarah Capadogli is a physical therapist who received her undergraduate and doctoral degrees from Nazareth College in Rochester, New York. With extensive continuing education and training in the specialty of pelvic floor rehabilitation, she opened her practice Core Era Physical Therapy in Western New York, where she treats both men and women. She is an advocate for preventative and conservative rehabilitation locally and also participates in medical mission organizations around the globe. All right, here we go with episode number 10. 
All right, so I'm here with Sarah, and really quick, I the reason I brought her on is because I actually saw a post on Facebook about a mom kind of talking about her stomach and how she didn't know why it wasn't going down, and somebody had mentioned diastasis recti and pelvic floor issues. And I was like, you know what? I don't think a lot of moms know about this. They don't realize that they could have certain issues going on. They might not even know what these things actually are. And Sarah will talk about this, but you might have some issues going on that could be related to this. So I actually asked in a local holistic group if anyone knew of anyone I should bring on the podcast. And a lot of people actually said your name. So I was like, all right, bam. <laughs> and I reached out to her. <laughs> Yay. Sarah is just going to talk to us a little bit about what she does, why, what, all that stuff. And, and some tips would be awesome too. Sure. So I, I'm a physical therapist, so I went to school for physical therapy, and then when I was in school, I basically decided I wanted to specialize in pediatrics, but with pediatrics, you meet so many families, and I also had very young patients, so I met a lot of new moms, um, moms who would share things and thought there was nothing they could possibly do about that. It just kind of was what it was, and I started to really realize that Although symptoms may be very common, it doesn't mean that they're normal, so to speak. And there are things that you can do to change the way that your body's healing. And it's interesting, as I looked more into it, in the United States, we really don't have a support system like they do in other cultures for moms postpartum. You would get six weeks of pelvic floor rehab if you had a baby in France. You would get a lot more attention for your core and other cultures um, if you were going. Well, honestly, childbirth is such a such a huge change. Pregnancy is a huge change. I'm actually pregnant right now. I'm halfway oh, through. Congrats! <laughs> I'm noticing, thinking, wow, this is yeah. These are some big changes, and yeah. it's over a long course of time. And you have a baby, and here we tend to say, okay, well, I'll see you in six weeks. I hope it works out. But you just carried and grew a human being for almost ten months. Whereas if you had a knee surgery, you would get rehab multiple times a week for that one surgical day. Now, granted, that's a big surgery, but still there's a lot of imbalances in our system. So I wanted to get into learning more about pelvic health and, and really women's health. I do treat men as well, but there was, there was a huge gap and moms really didn't know. And so I was not in Buffalo at the time, moved back to Buffalo, ended up starting work in a hospital setting where they wanted someone to run the men's health program, not the women's health, but they wanted help with the men's health program. So I took that on and learned so much, did a ton of continuing education. And then I just started off on my own because I saw such a need for it. So I do treat people for urinary symptoms. So it could be incontinence where there's a little bit of leaking, or it could be a lot of leaking. It could be just with activity. It could be overactive bladder, which most of the time the first response is that you give a medication, but there isn't actually scientifically proof that medication works better than just management of the muscles and your habits. And then bowel symptoms, which can be so 
it's just so debilitating. Either urinary or bowel symptoms for people it has such an effect on quality of life. And, and that's really the realm that I work in is improving quality of life with urinary symptoms, bowel symptoms, pelvic pain is... I have a lot of patients with pelvic pain, whether it be just with intimacy or it could be something that's really chronic and all the time they can't sit, their tailbone hurts, or there's nerve pain in the pelvis. And a lot of times these are patients that are lost in the shuffle. Um, And then I also see a lot of pregnant postpartum moms and I do see a lot of people for a diastasis or diastasis, you can say it either way. Basically the separation of the abdominals, everybody has that little line there. That's why it's a six pack, not a three pack. But that line really separates more to accommodate a growing baby. And then postpartum, we want that support to return. But if we do the wrong things, it can actually worsen. So I see a lot of people for that. So, and the benefit is that they know what to do with subsequent pregnancies if it's their first time or even at their second time and they're still planning to have more kids. So there's a lot that can be taught that you can carry on into your aging process. So I love that you brought up the whole, we don't have a lot of support postpartum and it's not just physically, but also emotionally and all of that, which I've talked about in the past. So I'm glad that you said that. And I never even thought about that the like the physical side of it with my pelvic floor and my um, my core and I mean that that is just really interesting. So I know you I know you brought up a few things, but what do you see a lot of from like the postpartum like the issues? I would say primarily, I see a lot of people for diastasis. I see a lot of people who contact me for that because there's a lot that you can do to rebuild the foundation of your core. Can I just quick for for those that don't know what that is? Can you just kind of explain what it is and maybe even how they can figure it out? Because doctors don't tell. Doctors don't tell their patients to check for this, and then me when I'm giving people like workouts to do, I have to say, Hey, make sure that you do this. So again, so you don't mess it up. Right. Right. Like I said, everybody has that little line running down their abdomen. So the best way to check this, and some people are just born with it, honestly. So it doesn't, I mean, I have male patients with it as well. Mm -hmm. So they haven't had babies. (laughs) They, you know, that separation can be there. Um, If you had a surgery where they did maybe a laparoscopic or robotic surgery and they made any incision in the middle of your abdomen or near your belly button, that can cause almost like a weakening of that area. And there's always a higher risk for hernia or abdominal injury when you have a diastasis because there's a weakening of that line that runs down the middle. There's a weakening and almost a spreading of that. So it's, it's a bigger separation now was intended. If you're a woman that's had multiple children, chances of it coming back to as narrow as it was, we can't guarantee that it will. We want it to narrow and we want it to firm. So usually in a doctor's office, what I hear a lot is they might check you. I mean, if they do, I mean, that's wonderful, but not always. And it doesn't take a long time to check. So Mm -hmm. if they check your abdomen and they notice it's two finger widths or less, they usually send you on your way and tell you you can do whatever you want and tell you it's really not that bad. But the other thing we have to look at is, is it at least two finger widths or or less? And is it also firm? Because the firmness tells us that 
all the abdominal layers are actually doing a good job. So transverse abdominis is the deepest abdominal layer. And what I usually describe to patients is that if you put on four big winter jackets and then you only zipped the outside jacket, you had all these moving parts inside. That's kind of what it's like after you've had a baby, you have a separation and all you do are crunches to get it back you're only really working rectus abdominis. You're not working the other layers. So transverse abdominis is that first layer. That is the one that activates. Its job is literally to compress your abdominal contents. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do really anything else. Okay. It says everybody stay put. It's that first jacket that you zip up. Uh So that is a muscle that works really well with your pelvic floor, with your diaphragm, and with deep, deep muscles in your back. called the multifidi muscles. So as you breathe, when you exhale, if you just take a deep breath, big belly breath, as you're exhaling, if you just imagine you're kind of drawing your navel or your belly button toward your spine as you exhale, it's just a tiny little movement, but that is how you activate transverse. You should still be able to breathe. Like I just did it, but I'm still... I'm doing it too. (laughs) Yeah. So you're just engaging, you might feel like your pelvic floor wants to kick in a little bit. And that's because they're really close together in where they attach and they want to work together as part of your core. So that is who we want to be really great and really strong and being able to activate quickly for you, especially if you're a new mom or not a new mom, but have other little ones running around and you need to be quick in some of your movements that's a lot of times where moms get injured is because they're trying to keep up with everything going on postpartum and their abs just are not quite ready for that. So that's in a kind of a long, long drawn out, but short version of diastasis. That's really what happens. We need to get that firm support there and to check in on your own. I mean, I think there are, there are actually some pretty decent things on the internet where you basically lie down, put your fingers right at your sternum, that separation can go all the way down below your belly button toward your pubic bone. So if you just basically lift your head up while you're lying down and press in, and if you feel a little valley or a little cavern there, that is the separation. How many fingers can you fit? That's the width. And then is it really soft? You probably need to firm that. So don't do the hard intense exercises yet. No insanity. Right. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so it was the trans, the transverse, right? Yep. Transverse. If you were to Google transverse abs, uh-huh. that's the muscle group we're talking about. Okay, cool. And I will actually, I mean, I've looked this up how to do it because I did it for myself. So I will put a link to that as well. So thank you for that. Because again, I think that's super important. And also, the fact that we need to be careful postpartum with our kids and take care of ourselves. Like this is a perfect, Hey mamas, you got to take care of you because if not, things can get worse. Right. Right. So actually I have a, a good friend who has three little ones and her youngest is two. And she said, Sarah, I had never even I mean, we, I never brought it up. I just never really understood why I would work out like crazy, do everything. And I had this little pooch that like never went away. And a lot of that's because transverse abdominis is what would give you that support. Uh If it's not doing its job, 
you could work day and night on, you know, getting rectus fit, but if transverse is not doing its job, no other muscle is meant to do that job. Okay. Well, I know what I am definitely going to be Googling after this. So yay, I'm glad we talked about this. Quickly, can we talk about the whole pelvic floor thing? Yeah. So lots of different areas lots of different potential um, symptoms that people could experience. But I think the biggest thing that I would, that I want to say to people is that you have to know where you're starting from. So if you have symptoms of something, that's your body telling you uh, something isn't quite right. We need to do something differently. Don't accept something as being normal even though it might be common and there's a ton of commercials about it or that, Oh, that's just normal. That just happens after babies. Your body's meant to work in a, like a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. So there are things we can do to help it heal and go in the right direction. One of the areas that I hear a lot are people who say, well, they, they told me just to do Kegel exercises. Think of it this way. A Kegel is basically like a bicep curl in your pelvis. So you're just tightening it and then letting it go. There are some people who should do it and there are some people who should not and you want to use it primarily for function. So if you're bending down to pick something up, absolutely, that is a great time to engage the pelvic floor muscles so that pressure doesn't go downward. Mm -hmm. But if you're just sitting at a red light, I don't know why you need giggles. (laughs) Do you do bicep curls at a red light? You want to make it functional. So it's important to know where you start. If you're noticing symptoms but you don't know what your pelvic floor muscles are doing, it's really hard to train what you don't communicate with. So you want to be able to communicate, figure out what are they doing, and then train them to do something different if you're noticing negative symptoms. So talking about negative symptoms, what are some symptoms where a woman should say, hey, I need to go see Sarah or a Sarah? So urinary symptoms would be going to the bathroom way more frequently than you're used to, leaking, not going to the... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask with the leaking with that, because that happens to me when I do jumping jacks. Totally. Okay. Is that... Should I come see you? (laughs) I hear that so much. The reason why jumping jacks are hard, they're like, you know, in in the scale of phases of exercises, you have... Phase one, which is just getting the pelvic floor and the deep abs on the same page. You have good core support. And then phase two is they're a little bit harder. We're really strengthening. Three and four, that's when you get into high intensity stuff. So a jumping jack is not only higher impact because you're literally jumping, Mm -hmm. but your legs are coming apart. Yeah. So if you're someone who's used to tightening your legs and using a very symmetrical posture to give you good pelvic support, your pelvic floor gets a little lost or just, I can't do this on my own when your legs separate. Okay. So, and that's happened to moms if they're stepping sideways over a baby gate. They could be fine any other with anything else and then stepping sideways down a step over a baby gate or stepping like a jumping jack or sometimes it's going up and down stairs. Whenever the legs kind of come apart yeah, yeah. rely so much on inner thighs to help. But again, wrong muscles, those muscles aren't going to do anything for you. That's why we, we tend to cross our legs when we have to go really bad. 
And it's, it's just a habit, right? It's just a habit. So those muscles crossing your legs might give you a little bit more time, uh-huh. but ultimately they're not the ones that are going to give you the most control. So I should come see you for my jumping jack issues. We could probably help that pretty quickly. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so that, so the year that, and then mm-hmm. what else? What are some other reasons? So, I, I really want movement women to again, like you said, there's these things that are coming up, but they don't think that they need help with them. I see that a lot in other things too. Just saying. All right, go ahead. (laughs) No, totally. And I I think a big overall, I heard someone say once that you deserve attention in this area. And unfortunately, when you go to a lot of, not every provider, there are some wonderful ones out there, Mm -hmm. but some providers do tend to rush you quickly and and you don't think, I shouldn't have mentioned that. I have pain with intercourse and I can't, I haven't been able to be intimate in, you know, years. And that is such a, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's definitely affects quality of life and it doesn't have to be normal. There are things that can help. And I've seen many, many patients who they have had their exams and, and they can't visibly see anything wrong, but the patient is feeling pain you have to really go by what they're feeling because there are such things. You can get trigger points in your neck, right? You can get the same thing in your pelvic floor. So pain is, is a really huge topic. I mean, I have so many patients with pelvic pain and then bowel symptoms are important too, where sometimes you're constipated or you're on the other side of things or you don't have the control mm-hmm. there. And, and those are really important things. Usually I'll ask someone who has overactive bladder if they also have constipation and maybe a little discomfort with intercourse. And those three usually line up pretty consistently and tell me they probably have a really tight pelvic floor. Hmm. They need to actually do more relaxation, stretching exercises and have strategies to relieve tension rather than tighten and strengthen all the time. Yeah, this is really interesting. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of this because I did not know. And and again, like you could be having these symptoms and think it's something else or the doctor can't find out what it is. And then, you know, you here you go. So thank you so much. And is there anything else you wanted to add? I'm trying to think if there's anything more that I would say. I would say really just to be your own advocate because... Pelvic floor rehab is something that I have seen so many people really transition, just change their lives, like things that they thought they never could have changed. And it's wonderful and so sad at the same time. But I have so many people who say, why didn't my doctor tell me about this before? And in all fairness, sometimes they just don't know. So you learn about it, you ask and encourage them to learn because sometimes they really are strapped for time. There's a lot of pressure on on providers as well. So it's great for them to be able to look into maybe there is something, I guess I've heard of this and maybe it could help you. And there really is so much conservative help out there for prolapse. I didn't mention that. That's something else too, um, where you can make huge gains sooner than later. You want to say something and not wait for surgery. Surgery should never be the first option. Yeah. Again, you brought up that, what you said, be your own advocate. You know, if, if you really, you know, something's going on, you know, dig deeper, dig deeper. 
So thank you so much. And where can the ladies find you? Where's your information, like your site and you're, you're local to me, but. So my website is Corera, C-O-R-R-E-R-A-P-T.com. Mm-hmm. And you can reach out via email. I do have a Facebook page as well. And then my office is in Williamsville, New York. Okay, cool. And I, I will link everything in the show notes as well. And again, I just want to thank you so much for coming on because this is very important. I learned some new cool things. And if I ever, you know, if I hear from other women, now I know I can give advice on this, like go see someone to help you with this. So, and even to tell them to, like you said, to look into it more, not to brush off, um, so that you make changes sooner than, than later. For sure. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. So I really want to reiterate something that Sarah and I both kind of said on here, and that is how incredibly important it is to listen to your body and to take care of yourself. Even though you have the kids, you have the housework, you have this, you have that, it is so important to take care of yourself, to make yourself a priority, because what happens when you don't? Things can get worse. They don't get better. You don't feel better. But what happens when you do, right? You can take care of yourself. You can work on yourself. You can prevent certain things from happening. So please, ladies, take care of you. Make yourself a priority because you freaking matter, all right? And I also wanted to share uh, a story that she told me after we got off, but she had a a patient who had a pretty bad diastasis recti, however you call it. It, She had a four-finger width in there. And then after doing what Sarah had told her to do, it went down to one and a half. So imagine if she had not gone to see Sarah. Imagine if she didn't listen to her body and go get the help. Imagine if she didn't do what Sarah told her to do, right? So really think about that again, how important it is to listen to your body and seek help when you need it or when you want to make change, when you want to get better, when you want to do better, everything I talk about. Seeking help is so important, ladies. All right. So I hope that this really helped you. And again, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, please, please, please do that. It only takes a moment and it's really going to help me get seen on iTunes, if I'm being real, and and for other women to find this this amazing podcast, right? So have an amazing day and talk to you soon.